0: Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show, Thanksgiving edition, week twelve of the NFL season. It's currently Wednesday while we are recording this, but this'll be up first thing Thursday morning ahead of the Thanksgiving matchup, starting with the Bills at the Lions at twelve thirty. So we've had a lot happen in the past twenty four hours about. So if anything happens late Wednesday into early Thursday and it's not mentioned on the show. That is why. And this week's episode is likely going to end up being a little quicker. Instead of going through every matchup, we're going to run down the NFL Power Rankings from 1 to 32. And if you like this format, don't like this format, feel free to let me know by emailing me at davidchapine at wolfsports.com. So again, rapid fire, we'll get right to it. Number one, the Chiefs at 8-2. I mentioned after the Bills loss earlier this season, how it had been three straight games with Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception on a critical eight drive. Dating back to the AFC Championship game last season against the Bengals. I would say he's probably erased those concerns in two of the past three games. First, the comeback against the Titans. And then on Sunday night. Both were Sunday night games. But this past Sunday night, with the win over the Chargers, where he hit Travis Kelsey for a game-winning touchdown. And as Mahomes set out for the game, he's almost automatically going to Kelsey if he's in one-on-one coverage, and it does not work well for opposing defenses when they allow Kelsey in those situations. And Kelsey is showing no signs of slowing down, getting into his mid-30s now, and he's just pretty much unstoppable at tight end. And Kansas City should not have much trouble against the defending champion Rams who will almost certainly be without Matthew Stafford this week. Number two, the Eagles at 9-1. You could arguably put the Bills back up here after I thought they looked good against the Browns. But for Philadelphia, the weakness was the run defense. It looked like that would remain the case early against the Colts. The Colts ran right down the field, and Jonathan Taylor scored a touchdown to begin the game. But the new additions, Linwall Joseph and Indomin Su, veteran defensive tackles, they quickly really improved the unit. And they didn't give up much else on the ground for the rest of the game. So that'll be huge if they can maybe plug that lone weakness with Joseph and Sue added to the mix. And they are wearing their all-black uniforms, which are awesome. For the first time, they're wearing them with also black helmets, the alternate helmet. I was kind of hoping they would go with the Kelly Green because the normal Midnight Green helmets the Eagles have, they look great already with the all-black uniforms we'll see maybe the black is a minor improvement for maybe the best alternate uniform in the league. And when the Eagles wear those uniforms, they typically bring the energy. And the fans should be crazy hosting Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Number three, the Bills at 7-3. and three. I thought they might have been in somewhat of a down period to begin the game against the Browns. They looked a bit off like they had the previous few weeks, really. Maybe it didn't help having to play a home game in Detroit because of the snow that came in Buffalo, but eventually they got going. Josh Allen looked good after forcing the ball a bit the previous three games, and they're looking more like what we saw for most of the season to this point, and now they're going to return to Detroit for a Thanksgiving Day matchup, which should be fun. Against the Lions, Allen has had success on Thanksgiving in the past, and i will look to keep that going. To begin week 12. The Cowboys, after a crushing loss to the Packers, also go back on track in week 11. They totally demolish the Vikings. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and the defense led the way, and that is the formula they prefer, despite the ability of Dak Prescott to do a ton of damage as a passer himself to CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and it looks like Oda Beckham Jr. There's a pretty good chance he lands in Dallas, but again, that's a formula, and they're one of the best teams in the league when they play like that. And they showed against the Vikings. As I've said in past shows, there's plenty for both Zeke and Pollard. They don't need to phase Zeke out of the offense like a ton, like some people want them to do just to give Pollard 25, 30 touches or whatever. They are a good uh, complementary tandem for sure. Number five, the Titans at 7-3. and three. Got a tough road win last Thursday night. And Mike Vrabel, he just simply gets the most out of his team every week, every year. Again, they were the top seed in the conference last season without Derrick Henry for half the year. And with Henry in the lineup for the second half, unlike last season, they can build some momentum heading into what is almost certainly going to be a playoff appearance for them again. And this Sunday against the Bengals is one of the games of the week, and that takes place in Nashville. Number six, the Niners, now at 6-4. and after handling the Cardinals with ease in Mexico City on Monday night. Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdowns. He gets a lot of criticism. Garoppolo has over the years. He can't be playing much better right now. Again, I've said this before too. A big reason that Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey now can do so much damage after the catch is the way Garoppolo, for the most part, puts passes right on the money for them to catch and run in stride and we'll see if he's eventually given credit for how good he is how quick of a release he has and how accurate he is especially to the short and intermediate parts of the field and the quick release is highly underrated and makes it difficult for defenses to get after him and McCaffrey said after the game this sums it up I think well he said about Garoppolo he's such a talented quarterback he doesn't get enough credit in my eyes at all He's a great leader, super smart, can make any throw, and just a great guy to be around. And that it's been a lot of fun to be able to pick his brain and mesh with him. So that stacked offense along with the stacked defense, San Francisco is a tough team to beat when Garoppolo is taking care of the ball, which he has been this season. Number seven, the Vikings at 8-2. I moved them up to number three in the Power rankings last week after a win over the Bills. They now drop four spots after the Cowboys Totally outplayed them in Minnesota. And now it's not going to get much easier hosting the Patriots on Thanksgiving night. Star second-year left tackle Christian Derisaw. Looks like he's going to be out because of a concussion. Cousins has had some struggles against Bill Belichick throughout his career. So this would be big. It's in prime time. We know Cousins has had some struggles there. The Thanksgiving night cap. Two of the best teams in their respective conferences. With the way New England's playing on defense. Number eight, the Ravens at 7-3. They beat Carolina. It wasn't pretty. My thought is that they don't mind winning like that if they need to, considering the defensive struggles at times the past couple of years. And they've been rounding into form. And they have a schedule that might lead to similar matchups. Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland are their next four opponents. So I think it's good to win like that. And John Harbaugh might like that type of game. Number nine, the Dolphins at seven and three. They're coming off their bye, so I'm curious to see what Mike McDaniel has drawn up with the extra time off, facing a Chargers team that's in the wild card hunt for now. And the Dolphins are atop the AFC East right now, but it could this game could have definite playoff implications in a crowded conference. Number ten, the Bucks at five and five, with the way the defense played heading into the bye week. And the way the offense started clicking, in large part due to Rashad White and the rushing attack getting something going. Leo Jones and Chris Godwin looking healthier. I think Tampa is primed for a big second half and could definitely go on a run like they did a couple of seasons ago on their way to a Super Bowl. Number 11, the Bengals at 6-4. and four. Looks like Jamar Chase will be back this week from his hip injury, or at least has a decent shot. To return against the Titans, With Adam, they did a nice job. Went two and one, got a difficult win at Pittsburgh. Not an easy place to win with T.J. Watt in the lineup for the Steelers, and the offensive line continues to mesh, which was the hope for the Bengals. And we got to keep an eye on the status of Joe Mixon. Hopefully he's feeling all right and can play, but Samaje Peron can fill in nicely if Mixon's forced to miss time. Number twelve, the Patriots at six and four. Rookie cornerback Marcus Jones had a. Extremely clutch. Punt return touchdown. Leaving five seconds remaining for the Patriots to take a 10-3 lead. And the offense moved the ball fine. They just couldn't really finish drives. And Bill Belichick, he's had a ton of memorable, awesome wins throughout his career. I would think that's one of his favorites. To have his defense play the way it's been playing and have a 3-3 tie that's capped by the important but undervalued at times, I guess. Third unit in special teams to get a victory, improve to 6-4, and and continue to cause some turmoil for the Jets. And Belichick has said the season doesn't start until Thanksgiving, and we're there now. They're at 6-4. and Schedule isn't easy for New England. But again, he has them playing well. And the offense, I'm just still looking for them to get something going. I think they have the pieces to do so and the quarterback to do so, despite Mac Jones having some struggles this season. Number 13, the Giants, sticking with that theme of the season just beginning. For real, at around Thanksgiving, we're going to see what the Giants are made of down the stretch. They're seven and three, exceeded expectations, but we're outplayed pretty heavily by the Lions last week. So now heading to Dallas, they have a shot to get to eight and three and right in contention for both the division and the high seed in the conference, or at least a great shot at a wild card. But if they can't win, they'll drop to seven and four. And might be vulnerable, so we'll have to keep an eye on that, teams behind them. And also, they're thought to be the other big team in on Odell Beckham Jr., if not the Cowboys. But I would also keep an eye on the Niners, maybe, as a wild card. Although I think Beckham maybe doesn't want to join the rival of the Rams, a team that he is close with and won the title with last season. Number 14, the Seahawks. Coming off their bye, also looking to build on a first half that exceeded expectations. Schedule looks a little more promising on paper. And they need to get a win this Sunday at home versus the Raiders. Number 15, the Jets. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you've heard about the Zach Wilson situation. When he said no, if he was asked by the media "Do you feel like you let the defense down at all after the team scored three points. And the way he said no, he was pretty confident in it. As a franchise quarterback taken with the number two pick last year, obviously you're supposed to take responsibility even when it's not your fault as a leader. But I mean, everyone's piling on Wilson a bit. I could see the other side of it to some extent. Wilson has had some interceptions while going through growing pains early in his career. But then the Jets, they basically put shackles on him, told him not to lose games for them. So he's been reined in as someone that came out of BYU as a creative gunslinger type of quarterback. So to flip that switch off, That's been a tough ask of him. He didn't turn the ball over, although they did drop a couple of interceptions the Patriots did. But still, he took care of the ball. It was a 3-3 game, then the special teams gave up a touchdown. So I think that's his perspective on it, that he's doing what they asked. It was a 3-3 game, and then a special teams touchdown losser for them. Still, obviously, the Jets are expecting more from him, even as more of a, I guess, game manager type. And now he's been benched. The Jets are going with Mike White, who has shown some good things last season. So an interesting situation. And keep in mind, Wilson is 5-2 and two as a starter this year for the 6-4 and four Jets. And both his losses came to the Patriots. They haven't been able to figure out Belichick. And Wilson is going to be inactive as the number three quarterback. So it seems like a situation where they just want him to sit and watch for a little bit. And then we'll see how he handles this situation. Number 16, the Chargers at 5-5. Five and five. Talked about the loss to the Chiefs. I think they're tired of seeing Travis Kelsey and probably can't wait for him to retire. At least Justin Herbert played well with getting Keenan Allen, who looked good, back in the lineup. But it was unfortunate to lose Mike Williams early because of a re-aggravation of his high ankle sprain, as he likely would have been a huge factor facing a Chiefs team that he's done really well against. And at five and five, the Chargers—they can't afford to drop to below five hundred in a conference. They're looking up for a playoff spot right now. Seventeen, the Commanders—they're at six and five now, above five hundred. Every team in the NFC East is above five hundred. Also in the AFC East, so the East divisions have been representing well this season. And not only did they win again, and improve to six and five, they avoid a letdown after beating the Eagles in Philadelphia the previous week on Monday night, and they dominated at Houston. Started with a pick six by Kendall Fuller and a massive outing overall by the unit. And now former number two pick Chase Young is set to return at defensive end, potentially this week. So that'll be another boost for a front four that's played at a really high level. At 18, the Lions, four and six. They're also high right now, have won three straight, They've won every game since trading away TJ Hawkinson, their former first-round tight end, who basically said when he got to the Vikings, he's happy to be winning now, or go to a team that wants to win, I guess, whatever it was. And um, the Lions, who knows, maybe they didn't take that well. Whatever it is, they're motivated. They're squarely in contention for a wildcard spot in the NFC, although now they have to face the Bills, but they're confident. Dan Campbell said about the matchup, he said, if we play good, clean football, I like our odds. So that's interesting. He has a locker room fired up, and I'm hoping for a good game to begin Thanksgiving. And while they haven't gotten a lot from DeAndre Swift, at running back, who's been banged up all season, Jamal Williams, he scored three touchdowns against the Giants, and he's up to a league-leading 12 rushing touchdowns this year. So it's big they have him, and you could see he was a leader on hard knocks leading up to the season. Number 19, the Falcons at 5-6. and six. Marcus Mario in the offense were clutch to take the lead against the Bears, and then the defense got a key interception to secure the win. They're right in the playoff mix, both the wild card and also the division. They have five wins, which is on par with the Bucs. Atlanta hasn't had their bye week yet. Cordero Patterson, he broke the NFL record for most kick return touchdowns in a career with a clutch one last week against the Bears in the win. Atlanta wants to run the ball, and That'll be a matchup to watch against the Stout Commanders front this week. And the Falcons will be without Kyle Pitts for at least four weeks due to an MCL injury, so that's unfortunate for a promising young player despite disappointing usage to this point. Number 20, the Colts at 4-6-1. Again, thought they had a shot to maybe run all over the Eagles with the way the game started. Philadelphia tightened up. Still, the Colts had a 13-3 lead. That was given up. So that was a tough loss. But I think everyone is responding to Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. And I know Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, wasn't happy about the move to fire Frank Reich and talked about it after the game and was saying stuff to the Colts fans after the win. But I think it's been a positive start for Saturday leading the team. And they at least have a bit of an identity in giving Jonathan Taylor the ball a lot. Number 21, the Packers at 4-7. and seven. Very disappointing loss last Thursday night at home against the Titans. They just haven't put together many complete games this season. And last week it was basically Aaron Rodgers missed some key throws, which is not like him. And the Green Bay pass defense, which is one of the best in the league, didn't play well against the Titans passing offense that hadn't shown that much this season. So they're in a major hole. 4-7, and they could still go on a run, but again, at Philadelphia, that's not going to be easy on Sunday night. 22, the Cardinals at 4-7. and They've had some issues pop up. You know, Benjamin was cut out of nowhere, which was surprising, running back that played well for them this season when given opportunities. Apparently, a Hard Knocks, I think it was a Hard Knocks producer, said him getting cut was one of the most surprising things he's ever seen. Unfortunately, it sounds like they're not even going to show it on Hard Knocks. They claim they don't have the footage, I guess. Although I'm sure the Cardinals striked it and didn't want it shown. And the offensive line coach Sean Kugler was let go for his all-field actions in Mexico City. So not a lot good going on for the Cardinals, who I thought were looking pretty solid on Hard Knox, at least in terms of the culture. And not a good week for them. Again, blown out by the Niners. There was talk Kyler Murray would be held out through the Week 13 bye. It sounds like he's actually going to play this week in basically a must-win game against the Chargers. So that'll be a boost. 23, the Saints at 4-7. and seven. The Andy Dalton decision to stick with him as the starter for another week, it worked out against the Rams. He was highly efficient, 21-25, and 25, 260 yards, three touchdowns. And what I like most about the win for the Saints is how they got Taysom Hill involved. He had three pass attempts. Nine carries, a reception, and I've been clamoring that for a while. And I think they need to do that, get Hill involved a ton, even more than that, moving forward. We'll see if they can get healthier as they look to maybe go on a run, like the Packers and the Cardinals at 4-7. and seven. Number 24, the Steelers at 3-7. and seven. They led a halftime 20-17 to 17 against the Bengals. I don't think they had the firepower and the offensive experience with rookie Kenny Pickett at quarterback to keep up with the Bengals, who eventually, I mean, Burrow threw four touchdowns, scored 37 points. So they were in a tough spot. Although as a positive, TJ Watt making an impact had an interception, which was sick. And we've seen a healthier Najee Harris since the bye week, the past two games. 25, the Jaguars at 3-7 and seven, coming off their bye. I'm anxious to see how Trevor Lawrence looks for the final seven games after he showed improvement throughout his rookie season and had his best game, I think, in Week 18 against the Colts, the upset win. So we'll keep an eye on him and the Jags down the stretch. 26, the Rams at 3-7. and seven. Matthew Stafford suffered another concussion against the Saints. So his status is a major doubt moving forward. He might even be shut down for the season. That wouldn't be surprising. They're the defending Super Bowl chance, but they've been a disaster pretty much this season. Defense has been nowhere close to their standard. It doesn't help with the way the offense is playing, but still Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald haven't played to their superstar levels and haven't taken over games. And Ramsey gave up a deep touchdown last week. So not, not sure what the answer is. With the Rams, and then after the Cam Akers situation, now all of a sudden they cut Daryl Henderson at running back, who sounds happy about it. So I don't know what's going on there. And now it looks like former Virginia quarterback undrafted in 2020. Bryce Perkins will start for the Rams at quarterback this week with Stafford out. And he's a potential dual threat, has size, but did damage as a runner in college in addition to his ability as a passer. And that'll be a good opportunity for him this week against the Chiefs. Number twenty seven, the Panthers at three and seven. Played Baltimore to that ugly game, which was three three until the fourth quarter. That's really the style they need to play to win games strong defense and see if the offense can muster something. And now Sam Darnold will make his first start of twenty twenty two at quarterback. And we'll see he's had a lot of time off obviously. Missing the se- the start of the season due to injury. And we'll see how he fares in an important opportunity for him. Still a young quarterback 28 the Raiders at 3 and 7 Devonte Adams scored two touchdowns, two deep touchdowns where he basically got open pretty easily and the game winning touchdown in overtime was his third career overtime touchdown which is tied for the most in NFL history. He's again showing I mean he's in Vegas now, 3-1 team which likely isn't going to go anywhere this season, so he's been a little under the radar, but he's showing he might be the best receiver in the league right now still. And on defense for Vegas, Max Crosby had two sacks and was hustling a ton, as usual, on defense. And they needed that type of win. And on the other side, the Broncos had number 29. They're also at 3-7. and They actually had a shot if they could have gotten a win to get to 4-6 and and have somewhat of an outside shot. Had a wild card spot. But it was a tough loss, maybe a nail in the coffin for them. And the defense had been a bright spot but maybe a bit too much was on their shoulders to hold up every week with the offense just simply not putting up points. Number 30, the Browns at 3-7. and seven. The Bills, who had been struggling against the run recently, they were able to limit Nick Chubb on the ground, so that was tough for the Browns to overcome, I think. Jacoby Brissett in the passing attack, Mark Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, they had a good game, but they need to be able to run the ball to help their defense, which has been one of the most disappointing groups in the league. And we'll see how they fare against Tom Brady and the Bucks this Sunday. Number 31, the Bears. Justin Fields, you could see how beat up and in pain he was. He says he's dealing with an AC joint injury in his left non-throwing shoulder. So I think he's going to try to play through it, even though it might be difficult. Bears might ultimately hold him out. And according to Albert Breer, after the game, Justin Fields apologized to his teammates after the loss to the Falcons in the locker room post game, Told them the defense gave the offense a chance and the offense didn't get it done. So while he still needs work as a passer, for sure, he's done plenty of damage as a runner this year, showed toughness and showed definite leadership. As he looks to show, he can be the franchise quarterback for the Bears moving forward. And finally, number 32, the Texans. 1-8-1. They're the only team in the league that hasn't reached three wins and they don't even have two wins. Davis Mills is now benched. He, I would think, will get another shot maybe down the stretch unless Kyle Allen plays really well and is helping Houston win games. But right now it looks like Houston will be in the market for a quarterback atop the draft if they have their first pick. And with them, it's going it's just going to take time for them to build this up. And at least they have draft picks, so they need to hit on them. So we'll the episode there. Three good games, I think, to begin week 12 on Thanksgiving. Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. It's a packed sports weekend in general with the World Cup underway. U.S. faces England on Friday, Black Friday. Which, remember, we'll have future NFL games starting next season on Amazon on Black Friday. And then rivalry games for college football on Saturday. Funded by Michigan, Ohio State. So enjoy all these games. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving. And we'll be back next week. And thank you for listening.